Hi, I'm Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh. In over 20 years of practicing both Western medicine and Eastern healing traditions, the most important thing that I've learned is that healing is a journey we take together. So on this podcast, I'll be demystifying Ayurveda and other integrated medicine, showing how these simple ancient practices are the keys to unlocking a healthy modern life. We are all healing catalysts because healing starts within. It starts with you and it starts right now. This is a Soulfire production. Episode number 86. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. It's so great to be back with you again this week on the Healing Catalyst podcast. And if you're new here, I'm Avanti. I'm so glad that you're here. I wanted to thank all of you again because I am just so amazed and humbled by all the love and support that you have been sending to me as I navigate my body's cancer diagnosis. You know, during each of my three chemotherapy treatments so far, I've envisioned your love and your care and your good wishes as golden light, literally healing every single one of my cells. So thank you for that. I'm so incredibly grateful to this community and to have all of you walking this journey with me. Thank you. And I don't know about all of you, but the weather is getting warmer here in Chicago and I'm feeling that energy, sort of that spring summer energy as we finish up the month of April. And this month, as you know, our intention is cleanse and release. And it's really very timely for me on my current health journey as I really practice letting go of what doesn't serve me, what I don't need anymore, releasing these things so that I can really align even more deeply with my purpose and my dharma. And so in this episode, I'm actually revisiting an earlier episode on fasting, specifically Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting. And the reason I thought this would be so appropriate for this intention, cleanse and release, is that this daily practice of fasting that we've been doing in Ayurveda for thousands of years is actually a daily practice of cleansing and releasing. It's actually a way to allow our body to naturally cleanse and release what it doesn't need from that previous day. So let me back up and give you a little bit of history on fasting. You know, fasting is really popular right now in Western culture. You've probably heard of it as intermittent fasting or time-restricted feeding. Those are probably the phrases that you hear the most in Western culture. But of course, it's not a new practice or idea as Western culture wants us to think. Practically every culture and religion has a tradition or practice of fasting. In Ayurveda, the oldest known healing tradition, the benefits of fasting are documented in the first Ayurvedic text, the Shushrutha Samhita. And that text dates all the way back to 600 BCE. We can also look to Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, as another proponent of fasting. He said, quote, to eat when you are sick is to feed your illness, end quote. And today, fasting is still a prominent feature of many spiritual and religious traditions as a way to cleanse or purify the spirit. Now, there's one important thing that we should note here, and that's the difference between fasting and restriction. They differ in one crucial way, and that's intention. What is the intention and what is the goal? In restriction, the intention is control, control of calories or emotions or feelings, trying to feel a sense of control through the control of food, which leads to more suffering. On the other hand, the intention of fasting for spiritual health or other reasons is rest 
to rest the body, to rest the mind, the spirit, to rest the digestion. The goal is to give some space for renewal and rejuvenation for cleansing and releasing. So this is a really important distinction to make sure that we know the difference between restriction versus fasting. It's all about the intention and the goal. Okay, so as I've mentioned many times on this podcast, Ayurveda is the oldest system of healing, over 5,000 years old, and quite literally in Sanskrit, it means the knowledge or science of life. And it truly is a manual for life, a manual for living. It's also considered the mother of all healing because it contains the roots of all other healing systems including traditional Chinese medicine and Western medicine. And as I've mentioned many times on this podcast, the essence of Ayurveda is that we are not separate from nature. We are a microcosm of the macrocosm because we're all made of the same five elements as all of nature, space, air, fire, water, and earth. And so when we live in harmony with nature, we have optimal and vibrant health. And according to Ayurveda, optimal health is a simple equation. Increasing the vital energy or prana and decreasing toxins leads to vitality, longevity, and optimal health. So the goal in Ayurveda is to constantly move vital energy through the system, to constantly replenish it and increase it and move it, while at the same time, constantly decreasing and eliminating toxins to create optimal health. For this to happen, you have to have a healthy digestive fire. And the digestive fire is really a metaphor for all of the body's internal metabolism. Basically, our internal metabolism, our digestive fire, absorbs nutrients and essential elements and burns off waste products and toxins. In other words, it keeps what the human system needs to increase vital energy or prana, and it gets rid of what the human system doesn't need, which decreases toxin. Essentially, to keep toxins low and vital energy high, you have to have a healthy digestive fire, which then creates optimal health. And the key to a healthy digestive fire is staying in harmony with nature. So everything is connected here. And how do we stay in harmony with nature? Well, there are three main ways that we can do this through routines, diet, and the tools of yoga. And daily routines specifically tap into the rhythms of nature, the daily rhythms of nature, the seasonal rhythms of nature. Now, there's lots of components to daily routines, many practices, many steps that we can talk about. But at the most basic level, Daily routines can be broken down into daily activities and eating. The daily activities can be further broken down into morning, midday, and evening routines, while the eating routines revolve around two main concepts that we've talked about on this podcast before, the principle of Ayurvedic eating, that's in episode 62, it's linked in the show notes, and this idea of Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting. Now, to remind you, the principle of Ayurvedic eating says what you eat matters, but why, where, when, and how much matter more. The when is what we're really going to focus in on with Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting. Now, the routine of Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting creates optimal health by allowing for rest, by aligning feeding and fasting to the daily path of the sun. And this in turn creates a healthy digestive fire, which then leads to optimal health. So let's break this down into all of its parts. First, there's the Ayurveda clock. And this clock is based on the daily path of the sun through the sky, which tells us when to do what, when to sleep, when to wake, work, move, relax, eat, 
And one of the main ways that we can stay in harmony with nature on a daily basis is by getting in sync with the daily rhythm of nature using the Ayurveda clock. Now, what's important to point out here is that modern science proves ancient wisdom. The Ayurveda clock is what we now have determined to be the circadian rhythm. The circadian rhythm is an internal clock that coordinates digestion and detoxification with the wake sleep cycle, which is set by the daily cycle of light. So every one of our cells in our body has a circadian clock, and these clocks determine when our genes should be turned off, when they should be turned on, when hormones should be released, when they should be stopped. Intuitively, it makes sense that you can't do all actions in the body at once. So when the sun goes down and there's decreased light, the actions of digestion are turned off and the actions of repair and restoration are turned on, cleansing and releasing. In the morning, shortly after sunrise, when the light starts to increase, digestion is more active and repair and restoration is turned off. Now, the digestive fire aligns with the path of the sun. It aligns with the Ayurveda clock, which is weakest in the morning and the evening before 10 a.m. and about after 6 p.m. And it's strongest in the middle of the day between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. So really, you can align your digestive fire with where the sun is in the sky. When it's low in the horizon, your digestive fire will be weak. When it's high in the horizon, your digestive fire will be strong. And to maintain a healthy digestive fire, it's important to think about what we're eating on a daily basis and coordinate it with the path of the sun. That means heaviest, hardest to digest foods are in the middle of the day when digestive fire is strong and much lighter, easier to digest foods in the morning and the evening when digestive fire is weaker. Now, the digestive fire actually aligns with the modern concept of autophagy. Autophagy is the body's way of getting rid of old cell machinery when there's not enough energy to sustain it. It's a regulated, orderly process that really degrades and recycles the cellular components. It's like our own internal recycling system. And nutrient deprivation or fasting is the key activator of autophagy. Actually, fasting is even more beneficial than just stimulating autophagy on its own. And this is because fasting also stimulates growth hormone, which tells our body to start producing new cellular parts. So when you fast, you stimulate autophagy to clear out all the old stuff, all the old junky proteins and cellular parts. And at the same time, you stimulate growth hormone, which tells the body to start producing new cellular parts. So through this process of autophagy, especially when it's activated by fasting, we're giving our bodies a complete renovation, which gets us back to the natural cycle of life, feed and fast which allows for cell growth during feeding and cellular cleansing during fasting. And this balance is really what life is all about, right? It's all about balance, which brings us to the next piece of the puzzle, feeding and fasting. Time for feeding and fasting based on the daily path of the sun, which is also aligned with the digestive fire, maintains balance. And this means that our digestive fire can keep pace with eliminating toxins and retaining vital energy. And so there we are, we're back at optimal health or longevity and vitality. It's all connected. And so here's a little more about how this process works, because I think it's really important to understand the mechanisms. When we eat more food, energy is taken in that can be immediately used. 
Now, some of this energy has to be stored away for later use. Insulin is the key hormone involved in the storage of food energy because it rises when we eat, telling the body that we should store some of this energy away for later. Now, this process also goes in reverse when we fast. When insulin levels fall, it tells the body to start burning the stored energy because no more food is coming in. So the body only really exists in two states, the fed state and the fasted state. Either we're storing food energy or we're burning it. It's one or the other. If feeding and fasting are balanced, then there's balance within. Now, there are many benefits of fasting, and those include increased energy and mental clarity, improved brain health with brain cell renewal and repair, lowered blood sugar, lowered insulin and cholesterol, increased growth hormone, reduction of inflammation, and reduction of weight and body fat loss. Okay, so now let's get into the specifics of Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting. Specifically, Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting is a rhythm of time-restricted periods of feeding and fasting that are aligned with the daily path of the sun. And here's the key, when. When is the key to all of this? You must feed when your digestive fire is highest and fast when your digestive fire is lowest because all feeding and fasting periods are not the same. When you feed and when you fast are very, very important. By aligning your feeding and fasting to the path of the sun through the sky, you also support a healthy digestive fire, which ultimately creates optimal health. If you feed during the day after the sun rises and eat your largest meal in the middle of the day, when the sun is at its highest point, you're tapping into the time of the day when your digestive fire is strongest and can retain the most vital energy. On the flip side of this, if you fast during the night after the sun sets, your digestive fire is weakest. It also has more energy available to process and eliminate toxins from the body, mind, and spirit. Okay, so now let's talk about how to do it. There are some really simple guidelines that you can follow. And there are three main guidelines to follow. Number one, your largest meal should be between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Number two, your fasting should start within one hour of sunset, ideally by 8 p.m. at the latest. And number three, you slowly want to build to a 16-8 circadian rhythm, which means 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of feeding. The easiest way to do this is to build up and go slowly. So first start with a 12-12, 12 hours of fasting and 12 hours of feeding, which means you fast while you sleep and you feed while you're awake. Now, once you're comfortable with that, move to a 14-10 pattern, which is 14 hours of fasting and 10 hours of feeding. After that, you can move on to the 16-8 pattern two to three times a week. That means it's 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of feeding. And once you adjust to this pattern, slowly add another few days a week, building to five to six times a week of a 16-8 pattern. Now, the important thing here is to go slowly. Allow your body to adjust at each step of the way. Start with 12-12, go to 14.10, do 16.8 a few times a week and slowly build up until you're doing 16.8 five to six times a week. And if you stay at 12.12 or 14.10, that's great because remember, the intention of fasting is rest. Unlike what we've been programmed to believe in Western culture, more is not better. What matters is consistency. If you allow for at least 12 hours of digestive rest every day, the effects will be profound. I promise you. Start slowly and be consistent. 
And so as you can see, Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting is as old as time. It's been around for 5,000 years. And it's one of the routines through which we can be in harmony with nature. It's a daily routine, a daily rhythm of time-restricted periods of feeding and fasting that are aligned with the daily path of the sun. And by keeping toxins low and vital energy high, you support a healthy digestive fire, which in turn keeps you in harmony with nature and creates optimal health. I hope that this episode on Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting is helpful to you. And if you found it helpful, please share it with others. Until next time, be well. Thanks again for listening to The Healing Catalyst. If you love what you heard, please hit follow and pass it along to a friend. And if you're feeling really inspired, please rate and review so that others can find this podcast more easily. To learn more, head to avantikumarsingh.com. And to connect with me directly, find me on Instagram at avantikumarsingh. I'll be back next week and hope that you will be too. Until then, remember, with the right catalyst, you have the power to activate your own healing because healing starts within.